Hello Bluey fans. Je m'appelle Bonbon. Euh, bonjour. Euh, voici mon ami François et Martine. Euh, je suis ici pour un Amazon euh, project. Euh, euh, laissez le bon ton sur les. <laughs> okay. Um. Hello. Uh, I think. I think. Outstanding. I, I think Franco Martin. Outstanding. What I said then wasn't criminally unlike something along the lines of, uh, hello. Uh, uh, my name's Brendan. Uh, this is my friend Frank and Martin. This is me. Frank and Martin. We are here for the Hammer Barn Project. Uh, <laughs> let, let the good times roll. But, <laughs> but, but, laissez uh, le bon temps rouler. Let the good times roll isn't technically French, listeners. Oh. It's a Cajun Creole French uh, saying uh, used commonly in New Orleans, right. uh, the greatest musical city in the world. Oh. Um, uh, but I thought I'd throw that one in there because I'm trying to um, uh, use it more often. <laughs> um, but because that's the best place and I've been there and Frank's been there. But they have the French and, Quarter and over Martin's there, right? Martin's pretty good as well. <laughs> Thanks, I have um, He's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> but um, this all to say <laughs> that I wanted to say that opening bit in English as well, half- for the benefit of people who don't speak French. Yes. Um, and also half uh, for the benefit of people who do speak French <laughs> and are currently like pouring what, hot lava what in did their you ears just say? To, to remove any memory <laughs> of my horrid pronunciation because I belong to the category of people who definitely don't uh, speak French. This episode of the Hammerbomb Project is called Hello Bluey. Uh, let's, this is all nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, because the problem is I am very, very good at going on and on about Bluey episodes uh, without any help. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes it's a good idea if I don't watch the episode beforehand oh. because then I forget lots of stuff and I only focus on the stuff that's in my, in my memory. But uh, can you tell the listeners, Frank, what episode of Bluey we just, for this episode of our podcast, rewatched? This episode of Bluey is called Hello, Bluey. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, this episode of Bluey is called Camping. And I tell you what. It's called Ugly Crying. Ugly Crying. <laughs> ugly Crying, which is what we were all doing just then. Oh, because nice. we thought, look, look, let's just, uh, confession time, let's just rewatch. Let's just have a have a little watch back so, so it's fresh in my memory. There is so much in this episode. Yep. And it's all so beautiful. And this is season one. Yep. Yeah. How, how dare they? <laughs> how dare the creators of this show be this good? They've crammed so much in there and I've just been reminded of it all. And I cannot be held responsible for the rants I go on tonight. <laughs> in which language? Pick. <laughs> But please pick German? English because that is literally all the French I know, and it was garbage. Well, you, you're far better than me. The only my my extent of the French language comes from uh, Flight of the Concords, <laughs> uh, and I'm not sure. Et maintenant, I sh- le voyage à la supermarché. Jacques Cousteau, baguette, bibliothèque, à la discothèque. Yeah, that's about it for me. Marty, how good is your French? Uh, it is not good. <laughs> it is very not good. But how is your ability to take the bare bones of an episode of Bluey and present them in an entertaining fashion? Yeah, let's hope it's all right. You, uh, you, well, go, hey, you can only try. Okay, let's give it a try. Well, like, there's a first time for everything. <laughs> <laughs> so this this episode is pretty much a classic retelling of the 99 romantic 
drama film Before Sunrise, uh, starring Ethan Hawke and uh, Julie Delpy. Why the heck not? Have you, do you guys know that one? I, I, I no, I don't. Not I don't believe I've seen <laughs> it. My sister probably has. So while traveling on a train in Europe, Jesse, an American man, meets Celine, a French woman. So it's a bit Who of a swap well? in the Bluey episode, but here we are. <laughs> okay, he, okay. On his last day in Europe, before returning to the US, he decides to spend his remaining hours with her. So it's them wandering around a city and sort of talking about life, the universe, and everything, and right. um, becoming, you know, becoming good friends. It's really a story about you know how special people come into your life, but only for yeah, a certain man. amount of time oh. and when one of you is French I'm gone uh, again that's kind of oh, uh, can't stop do it. not there yet can't do it <laughs> no so really this Ooh. episode is about the girls going camping but it very quickly becomes about Bluey making friends with a French dog um, Jean-Luc and they play some games together but ultimately he kind of disappears without Bluey realizing he was saying goodbye. Yeah. And that's, that's coming to terms with the idea that, you know, sometimes people special people are in our lives, but, you know, for a certain period of time you meet fun people and then you don't get to spend forever with them sometimes. And not to man's best friend explain so early. <laughs> uh, especially seeing as I don't have all the evidence to go on with this uh, to, to be sure, but I have a theory <laughs> uh-huh. that Jean-Luc is not actually French per se, but French Canadian. And can you guys tell me why I might think that? I don't know, but I feel we're about to be explained. Oh, (laughs) Marty's on it. What'd you say? It's something they're eating at dinner time. Yeah, yeah. Ah. I, I don't know if it's dinner. I don't know t- what I they were remember. eating, but I know there I know- was a shot of them eating something. Yeah, yep. And on the table is a little bottle of maple syrup. Oh, it's got a Canadian. Yeah, 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 that's a great. Pool. Yeah, yeah. So that's my theory. That's my working theory oh, that uh, Jean-Luc comes from a uh, French Canadian family. Well, I, I I know a couple of uh, French Canadians. I might sort of ask, hey, send them the audio. Yeah, is it go, like a is dialect? It, yeah, is it? Can you pick to- that between uh, that and a, a pure blood French person? Now, speaking of the whole language thing, when this episode of Bluey airs in France, do you know what happens? Uh, no. He speaks English. What? <laughs> Is that true? The, yeah, they flip it. <gasps> Holy so, moly. Because obviously, this, obviously, you know, show like Bluey gets sort of uh, redubbed for all the yeah. local yeah, yeah. dialects. And so Jean-Luc speaks English. In so, this episode, so in, when in, it airs in, in France. In France, he's from the English-speaking part of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> the theory holds up. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. That's that's probably why they did it. <laughs> I don't know about the maple syrup bit, but you know. Yeah, you know, they still eat maple syrup in non-French-speaking parts of Canada. <laughs> Uh, that doesn't discriminate. I just love. Well, that just reminds me, Frank, of when they, um, you know, they always redub the silly characters in. I forget what it is. It's like some <laughs> yeah, comedies or something. You know, like you know, in the Danish episode, he's Dutch, and in the Dutch episode, you know, in the Dutch version, he's yeah, yeah, like yes. Finnish or something like that. So they just share it all around, and everybody gets yeah, to be a dummy. I think I heard in the Spanish language version of The Simpsons, Homer is voiced That's by it. someone from Mexico. Yeah, because I mean, I don't know if that holds up, you know, yeah. politically correctly <laughs> these <laughs> days, yeah. but. But I think that, like, um, the, the Mexican dialect that that their accent was considered one of like humor and and yeah, um, slapstick nature. I guess like mm. uh, yeah, it's like uh, the, the Swedish know. chef. I think is like Danish in Sweden, something like yeah. that. All those oh, classic there you go. ones. Yeah. So before we get to the emotionally destructive part of this episode, <laughs> which is pretty much the last nine tenths of it, I want to go back to the start. 
We're in the uh, we're in the RV or the uh, yeah. caravan. Yep. And there's there's a bit of drama going on. Kids not sharing. I'm sure there's so many people who have gone on camping trips with the family, with the extended family. Yeah. And you can relate to that. This is, what is it? An argument over a cup or something? <laughs> it's such a it's such a Trixie and Stripe caravan to have. Yep. And it's such a muffin thing to do to to like because <laughs> she's caravan. not <laughs> she's a little younger and she the she's not and of course we're still talking season one muffin mind yeah you, so. season one muffins yeah. so, and but um you know Bingo and Bluey are always playing together Socks is probably still a little bit too young to mm-hmm. play and so Muffin hasn't got her head around a cooperative play, play yet fair, yeah. and so she just defaults to going no that's mine that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> and I love when Bingo there's so much going on yeah. When Bigger walks into frame playing like uh, what? Oh, the what chef. Is, She's got a, the, uh, the yeah. The cook. chef and it's like your cook, your yeah. pancakes are ready or whatever's yeah. ready. I can't remember the food that she's cooking, but she comes in and she's holding the fry pan, but she's holding it with both hands. Yeah, she's so got the handle. She's only tiny, and she's literally got like she wants to pretend to be cooking but she, to have a fry yeah. pan, but she literally needs to hold it from both sides. <laughs> it's uh, it's so good. It's all mine. <laughs> And that spoke to me at the moment because Naomi's just reached the stage where everything is hers. Right. Um, gotcha. Which is, uh, you know, interesting sort of uh, discussion. Oh, yeah, okay. It's your, yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's yours. And that's, that's, it was funny. It was funny at the very first when it was um, mines. That's mines. mines. I'm like, it's mines. Okay. Sure. It's Very probably good. it probably depends on what it is, uh, whether it's funny or not. Like this, mine's well, that's you know your doll, yeah. Well, oh, that's your teddy bear, yeah. Uh, no, no, that's my laptop. <laughs> it's definitely not. Yeah. No, it's Please definitely don't mine. claim that as mine's. Uh, I, I, actually, <laughs> no, that mine's. makes me think of another one today because Naomi, she's getting bigger. I think she's having a growth spurt. So I was picking her up today. I'm like, you are getting so heavy. You are so heavy. And she's like, <laughs> Daddy, getting heavy. And I'm like, <laughs> that, wow. That that. Woo. That's a bit. So we've talked a little bit about languages. There's a third language in this episode. <laughs> That's it. That's exactly right. <laughs> Do we know why he's doing yeah. that? There's, there's no explanation I'm, for it. I, either I he's of. just being, he's totally aware. And I don't care what the explanation is. They're all good. Like they, he could be totally in on what's going on and he's playing the game and he wants to be a creature that they can try and, and hunt. And, stuff, uh, yeah. and that wouldn't be surprise me. Or it could be just from the kid's perspective, they want him to be the part of the wild pig. So, so he's they- actually, saying stuff or not saying anything at all and that's and just what they're hearing their in their imagination head now yeah. i don't i don't i don't care it's all brilliant <laughs> i just love it when he rolls over at night time when they're trying to get up to to go for the bush because yeah. yeah. like, <laughs> they don't play it up i was wondering if it was meant to be he's just like really tired because he's camping with his whole family yeah. and that's all yeah, he yeah, can yeah. sort of manage can you imagine the script that poor dave mccormack would have got for that <laughs> he's looking at his lines going Grumps. is that it like <laughs> yeah. he pro- it was probably i don't even have to get up they could just record me sleeping <laughs> <laughs> we've talked a couple of times on this show about the establishing shots or those shots that mm. don't really have a, a place in the story other than that they set the scene really well dandelions like uh, are they dandelions mm. correct me if i'm wrong or is it uh, some sort of wild flower yeah 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 and there's there's a couple they appear a couple yeah, of times scene breaker side shots yeah. yeah and it's the sort of thing you go it's not a flower that you'd you'd see in a garden bed it's just something mm. you'd find out wherever they're wherever they're parked yeah it is another beautiful like calm type episode in connection with nature which we've seen like a few 
of and it's like yeah. i can't remember whether it was in our discussion sorry i'm having to, i'm mentioning it every episode now but when we chatted to joe brum about i think he said that you well, know that's right that's right i had told honestly i had totally forgotten about the time we spoke to the creator of the best show ever joe brum. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, that anyway, time. i can't remember was this from our conversation because i listened to a bunch of other interviews um but he was talking about how this episode came from a real thing that happened with right, his family yeah, yeah. of just, you know, they got up one morning and the, the other family they were playing with, um, yeah, like spending okay. time with, it disappeared or something like that. So, but I feel like as well, it's the interacting with nature, you know, he was talking about in, um, what's it called? The rain episode. Uh, is it just called rain? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And talking about how he used to play in the gutter or it was going to be an episode about the gutter and, mm. you know, you can whack me sure. with a newspaper, but Creek and things like that. So yeah, this, yeah, this yeah, very yeah. sort of natural based childhood of mucking around in the water and playing around in the mud and stuff like that. That seems to come through that theme comes through yeah. in this one pretty strong again yeah. like trying making making huts out of sticks and leaves and ca- like cave yeah, paintings yeah. you know with, yeah, with yeah, clay with the, on with rocks the, and stuff the mud. yeah and i'm literally going camping this weekend with um my brother-in-law nick and i think my brother-in-law mark might be coming along so there oh, will nice. be there will be like cousins there like um and uh, around that age doing all those things and playing together. So this is going to ring true for me again wow. uh, this weekend. You know what you got to do? You got to get a little seed. You got to plant the seed and then come back to that camping spot in 15 years. <laughs> what are we say? guessing? <laughs> <laughs> that was my question is we're already getting all the way to the end, but yeah. you know, how much, how much older is she? So I she's think about, let's say six. Yeah. yeah. I'm guessing she's about 16. So I I'm guessing it's about 10 years. About 10 years. Yeah. 10 years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. 10, mm. 15. Yeah. 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 Oh man, it's just so nice. Their relationship. Did I have I t- <laughs> have I told the story about when I was in Germany on this podcast before? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just a bit of a so I think, but it's just it's a it's. I'll try and make it as quick as I can. But it's a story <laughs> about language barriers and sure. how when you overcome language barriers, it's really special. Like uh, it was it was World Youth Day two thousand and five yeah and and we were with our youth group and we went to uh germany and there was uh we got billeted out into this town um this lovely little town called michel strombach and uh me and remember kyle kyle hode yes yeah 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 me and my mate kyle we stayed with a lot of like everyone stayed with members of the community it was really lovely because we got to know this community and we stayed with the police chief of the area. And he was this lovely man named Karl Heinz, Karl Heinz Becker. It was Karl Heinz Glinda Becker. So shout out to the Beckers. And um, in Mikkel Sorongbach. We know you're listening. If you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and how good's Bluey. And um, uh, German dub. Uh, but uh, we, like they didn't speak a word of English and we didn't speak a word of German. But of course, being Germany and Schützenfest, and they they love their guns. Their shooting is their um a, a, like national sport. And he was showing us his his gun safe, mm-hmm. and uh, all these guns. We were like, oh, you know, you know, this is really interesting. And I thought, oh, I'll try and tell this story about my dad. <laughs> my dad's gonna kill me. But um, <laughs> but I said to Karl Heinz, I said, oh, um, and I had a couple of words that I knew from primary school. I'm like, ah, okay, um, uh, meine meine Vater. Um, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And I said, um, uh, and I was making the actions like when he was Small. younger, like my, yeah. my height. Yeah. And, and Karl Heinz is like, yeah, yeah. And I said, he had, um, uh, 
uh, and he had like a 303 rifle and i said mm-hmm. he had um uh, a dry null dry and he goes yeah 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 <laughs> and like rolls those he goes yeah of course he hit and i said oh, and he was and i did like driving like yep. action driving yep. and um and he's like yeah and he was driving and it, and i made the, the gun was in the back seat and i made the uh, like action the car, of going over bump. a bump. Yep. And he goes, oh, nine, nine, nine. <laughs> and, I, and I just went and then went a big, and I made this action of like a big hole. And, and, oh. and he's like, oh, nine, nine, nine. And we were laughing. And it was just like, wow. we, we couldn't speak the same language. And we, 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 but he when, understood your when story. You, when, when, there's that, when there's that constraint mm. in life, it, it's a, one of those times where constraints kind of, can make things beautiful because because you get across only the stuff that really matters yep. and mm. you you have to work for that connection so when the connection is made like the connection between john luke and bluey it's really special it's powerful, mm. yeah. and and so they i love that they the the bluey goes over and wakes him up every day on the third day i think it is they hold hands yeah and, and they, they just they're, they're forming this friendship and they don't they can't speak each other it's just it's so freaking nice guys I sometimes talk about like I watch the episode once and I don't really have many any notes and I'm like oh maybe you know there's something not and then I watch it again and I take loads of notes this time I just <laughs> didn't even take notes on the second time around because <laughs> I think it's such a simple and elegant story so mm. well told you know I think there's other episodes we talk about there's fun little tidbits and little jokes and you know other sort of eddies that kind of get pulled off but this one's just like a strong central idea it just carries you through yeah yeah so nice you just you just get pulled along for this traveling adventure down the stream sort of thing 100 percent camping things just because if i i can't forget to get some of the camping points in there because i mean I don't presume to go camping as much as I would like or as much as lots of people do, but I, I do own a troop carrier and I try and get out there as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And I've been to many a Flinders trip. Um, if you're in SA, you know what I mean. Flinders, one of the most beautiful camping areas in the freaking world. And this just smack all the stuff in here about the feeling of camping. Like when Chili walks past, just like she's holding some spatula thing and a loaf of bread. Like <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, yeah, there's something so camping about yeah. that. Yeah. And um, just the night lights and the thing and the bushwee and, and, the, oh. bushwee and just uh, the, the freedom of, of, of the whole thing. And, but if I can, <laughs> I'll, I'll share this one other piece of philosophy and then I'll actually let other people talk. <laughs> but that moment, where they're out for the bushwee and mm. you mentioned it before, Marty, Chili just gives her piece of stone cold wisdom. Oh. And it's just it's just perfect. Mm. Wisdom like beyond anybody's years. Then the light turns off and you see the stars. And that really mm. is a camping moment when you're out there yeah. and when, especially like um not to downplay anything else, but the Flinders is really uh, one of the best places in the world to stargaze, at least in the Southern Hemisphere, I, I would wager. But um, there is that moment when you turn off all other lights. And I, I tried to do it last time. I was ca- camping with our mutual friends, Tom and Kristen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we were in Wilpina Pound and we'd gone down like a Brackner Gorge. We closed our eyes for like five minutes. <laughs> oh no we, we tried to close our eyes for like a minute or three and counted it mm. and then open your eyes and look up and it was a clear night and the moon had gone right. to bed yep. and there's nothing like it mm. and um i just find camping and this really captures the spirit of like when she says the world is a beautiful place 
It's a magical place. It really place. is. It's a magical place. Yes, oh. sorry. The word, th- thank you. Thank you for man's best friend's planning. I, do, I appreciate <laughs> it. I need to be corrected. I'm a pedant for that stuff. Um, but I uh, got to get it right. Got to respect the show. Got to respect the writers. But um, when you when you do look up at the stars, especially when the moon is there and when the moon's sort of like in its crescent phase, but it's still illuminated enough for you to see the whole moon and you can, for a moment, picture it as not just this unexplainable disc, but like a ball, like a real mm. celestial body out there. Mm. And all of a sudden you just feel so small. Yeah. But even though you feel small, to my mind, I just feel a part of something so much bigger. Yeah. And it's really, yeah. I feel yeah. so like, like sometimes we need to be humbled like that. I mean, I don't want to get all uh, super philosophical, uh, but when things get too much and you do go camping, the world is a magical place. And when you feel like those are the times when I feel smaller and when I feel smaller, I feel more a part of it. Like it's not all about me. Mm. I'm a part of this magical thing. And this episode just does it to me every time. And that's, and I know that the people who wrote and animated this episode just feel that way about it. And that's a really comforting thing. And I think for me as well, that moment, it's not, you know, the world is a magical place and you do feel, Small, humbled, and part of it. And it also, to me, gets the things a time scale. Like, it puts yes. things in perspective in terms of time scale. Like, yes, Martin. Moments, you know, it's, it's a moment in time, but just a couple of blinks later, it's going to be 10 years later. And yeah, you might yeah, see this buddy. Again. So I find that whenever I'm looking at the ocean as well, it's just this very yeah. eternal, continuous thing that doesn't really be impacted by all our strange and weird things that we do throughout our lives. It's sort of always going same, you know, looking up at the sky. So yeah, that, that whole thing of considering things in a larger time scale, I think really comes through in that moment. That and Bingo's face. For the entirety of the bush week. <laughs> <laughs> her, her sleepy pee face. Sleepy pee face is fantastic. Oh, I think that must be well an rounded. example of like Joe was talking about how, you know, how do you get exposition out? You have Bingo doing something funny. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah I think yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. fantastic example of that. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. face And the sleepy eyes as well. Yes. Going. Yeah. So there's yeah. this, you know, beautiful philosophical moment going on for anybody who's I engage with that and everybody else is just watching the sleepy pee face. <laughs> this is a really long way, bingo. <laughs> <laughs> We've done that one. We're allowed to self-reference oh, yeah, sorry, our own sorry. episodes. Oh, man. Well, yeah. There should be something for when someone erroneously hits someone with a rolled up magazine and then you should uh, you can get back at me for <laughs> being Just an electric shock? Because yeah. we've already- Cattle prod. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. This is the first time we get a flash forward, isn't it? Because it's something that the I Bluey, think so. Bluey of the, of certainly of the not... ones, certainly of the episodes we've covered, I believe. Mm. But because there is another one, another flash forward that is a punch in the emotional guts oh, for the one, ages. That, one, that one's worse. Um, but <laughs> is that chronologically it's before or after? It's a good question. Bluey fans out there who know the episode order far better than us, yeah. write to us, tell us, See, let us know. I, we promise it's not our fault. Um, it's just because uh, we get them randomly <laughs> on ABC iView. Uh, now I'm just blaming ABC iView and I love you, ABC. <laughs> no, we're just not organised. We just go, eh, and throw a dart at a board. Okay, we'll do They're that episode. pretty good with the yeah. um, with the with with knowing the the way they come chronologically, but I do throw you under the bus. Um, Thanks, well, man. Like, <laughs> put you on the spot. It is a really interesting little mechanic that's not used often, though, 
And I'm going to bring it back to my uh, Japanese garden theory. Oh, please do. Re- <laughs> Here we go. I use that all the time, by the way. <laughs> that you fill Just in the, the gaps yourself. If you've got, you know, the circle of what happens in the show is other, yeah. of a certain diameter, but then you're just creating this point that's way, way out there. And sure. now we can fill in all the space. Like, yeah. what are all the things that are going to happen between yeah, yeah. then and now? Um, so there's just so much additional. I think that's why it kind of hits the brain so hard as well all of a sudden you're filling in all these stories all the Mm. things that get them to that point and you know that there's so much more background i think it goes back also to what you're saying marty about time scale because because time scale what is it about it that lends such weight to a story Mm. Like if you've got something that happens over time or you like flashbacks in movies and also yeah. like just antiques. And I think maybe that's why I like Indiana Jones because the things he he seeks are so ancient. Mm-hmm. There's something so weighty to the storytelling. It lends such importance because something has been around for so long, I guess. There's a better way to say that, but I can't find it. There's so many story. There's so many stories packed into it. Like folded yeah. infinitely on top of one another that could, yeah, yeah. you know, be unpacked and it's sort of contained within that very small thing. Hey, can I throw a for real life at you? I'd be upset if you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if there would be. This is uh, not to do with camping. I'm uh, a bit like Brendan. I've been camping. I've been to the Grampians. That's one of my oh, favourite spots. the Grampians. Grampians is a wonderful spot. But part of the Bluey fandom view the very famous ending of this episode as there's this hint and it is super subtle but this hint of of, of romance mm-hmm. right between John Luke and Bluey and and the show doesn't touch on it so this is not um, anything to do with that but in my mind you know it's that thing of all these special people come into your lives now for me this harkens all the way back to Gosh, you yeah. might have told me this story. I'm not sure if I have because I don't even recall telling my wife this story. But um, <laughs> yeah. no, no, this, uh, this harkens all the way back to no, this. Nothing, nothing bad. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine, people. You Ali, keep listening. It's okay. You don't have to like you know put headphones on. Trust me. Uh, harkens back. I'm pretty sure it was year four. Uh, so that makes me eight years old. Something I like say. that. Yeah. Yeah. And. Anyway, I was, you know, at the school I was at and then uh, as occasionally happens, you get people who join the school year sort of partway through, like halfway sure, through sure. the year. Mm. Um, and this this new girl walks into the class and little eight-year-old me didn't quite know what was happening mm-hmm. at the time. <laughs> anyway, we became really good friends. It turns out her dad was also in the armed forces, which explained why they yeah, right, you know, came in, in partway yep, through. Yep, yep. My dad uh, was in the uh, Air Force previously so they had a bit of a connection Mm -hmm. Uh, she also had a younger sister that was around the same age as my sister so the two families actually got on really well and then they moved away essentially Mm. because dad got redeployed somewhere else and i I would still to this day can picture poor little heartbroken me sitting in the back seat of the car realizing that this this person that you know, and I'm not going to use the word love because I was eight years old, but yeah. not trying to understand why this was so difficult. Um, and then, you know, having this conversation with my dad, you know, years later because it yeah. sort of still stuck with me and, and it basically said Chili's advice where he's like, sometimes, you know, special people come into your lives for a bit and then they're gone. And I've never seen her again. I've 
Look, uh, her last name was Johnson, so to try and look her up, is even in yeah. this digitally connected world we live in, is ridiculous. Well, it's um, funny you should say that, Frank, because I've brought <laughs> someone along. But- <laughs> Just open the, open the door. She's here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I was trying to do the This Is Your Life music. Every time I try to do game show music, it always ends up being Price is Right. So you just open the door and Ali's standing there giving Frank an eye. <laughs> when um, uh, Bluey says, now we've got to catch that wild pig today. And she does that little arm movement where she yep. punches her thing. Like she's so serious about it. A lot of that animation is excellent. And um, and the music as well. Yeah. Like we were talking about it when we were watching it. When they when they get the plan together and they've drawn it. My dad showed me how to do this. And they do the little ochre um, drawing yep. on the rock. Yep. They turn to each other like as they hear the wild pig. They turn to each it's other and their eyes gaze. narrow. <laughs> and, they, and then there's that, the, like, pan pipes yeah. come in. Like, yeah. like oh. almost like a war call. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah. This is this is one that features on the uh, the Bluey album that you can listen to uh, on your, your iTunes, Spotify. It's so beautiful, it, the yeah. main theme. Yes. Yeah, we've got to stop, otherwise we're going to yeah, reach yeah. copyright. Oh, man. Because it sounded so good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <So laughs> and the uh, the birds also that when the, the tree grows up and you get that last shot of, of a fully grown tree <sighs> and the birds flying out, for anyone who got was fortunate enough to see the Bluey stage show, like I did, oh, a real man. fan. Um, <laughs> Jelly. Um, those birds in the sort of like 10 minutes before the show actually starts to entertain what is obviously usually a very young crowd, they have these birds like on, because the whole thing's done with puppets, obviously, mm-hmm. these really long uh, black sticks that have these birds on the yeah, end, that yeah. sort of the you know, floppy wings. So they get as they're moving up and down on these large flexible poles, and you've got each uh, puppeteer controlling about three or four of these yeah. birds. So they're able to swoop them from side to side oh, and up man. and down. And it just it took me back to that, and I'm just like, what a a wonderful way to establish nature in 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 an episode like this. Like so it's good. just so good. Frankie told your story then, and we moved on from. Uh, pretty far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brent, yeah sorry, Brent just undercut Brent the whole thing. You know, like, talk about an emotional gut punch, I'm so followed sorry. by a slap in the face. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's just uh, the, the mood took me. But I, I feel like that's one of the beautiful things about this episode is I'm sure it's relatable for so many different people. Yep. Yeah. It's even a story that kind of gets, sorry, you can hit me with a newspaper, but it gets told in fairy tale. It's similar. Like there's a special yeah. summertime where you go somewhere where you're not usually... You meet people, yeah. Yeah. and then there's a time at which the holiday ends, and like, yep. so it's such a common thing. I'm sure it resonates with so many people. I can't yep. think of a particular example for myself, but I just having those mo- those special summers, yeah. Mm. And they keep some of the magic in fairy tale with that as well, because they never spell out that it was chilly 100%. Mm. So that's kind of like, could it be? Will they have they met again? It was it, it, that, but that's a roll up newspaper territory. So, <laughs> well. What have we learned? We've learned that Brennan shouldn't watch the episode immediately before recording mm-hmm. because then he will not shut up. Mm-hmm. In either language. A va- in any language. <laughs> a valuable lesson to be learned. But speaking of lessons and life lessons and lime lessons and life lemons, 
Um, was that this episode or last episode that you quoted all that, uh, Marty? I think it's a regular thing. Is it a regular episode. thing now? I'm I'm down with that. Yeah. <laughs> what is the actual quote? Is it, it's it's lime lesson, isn't it? It's life lemons. I thought. I think they say I don't want a valuable lime lesson. Oh, it might be lime lesson. But but I like the putting <laughs> lemon in for lesson as well. Life lemons. When Just change it up you, every time. When lime gives you lemons. Um, <laughs> what are you trying to say here? Plant them and make a nice tree. Uh, yes. <laughs> that's what I was trying to say. But I let Marty say it because I would never have got there. <laughs> Evidenced by how long it took me to get anywhere this episode. And how long it would take me to get anywhere next episode. I bet you're excited, listeners. <laughs> Please stick around. Uh, Frank, you're a good man. I know. And <laughs> Marty, you are also a good man. Oh. Oh, I couldn't you. think of another compliment to pay you, so I used the same wow. one. Is that okay? Well, thanks. I'll pay you, <laughs> and I'll pay you all a compliment, uh, listeners. You're great. <laughs> but in all seriousness, we should all go camping uh, soon. They've got to have camping stuff at Hammer Barn. Absolutely. They've got everything at Hammer Barn. It's all there. Folks, run to Hammer Barn, grab all your camping gear, mm-hmm. and meet me and Marty and Frank at Campsite 300. Left of the fruit tree. And if you see a frying pan, it's mine. (laughs) We know it's yours, Martin. We're only borrowing it. Created and produced by Frank, Brendan and Marty. You can follow the Hammerbun Project on facebook.com slash hammerbunproj at hammerbunproj on Twitter or hammerbun underscore project on Instagram. Theme featuring Nibblings, Kaylee, Jade, Ashley and Reese and PA announcements by brother-in-law, me, Josh. Thanks for listening and remember to get down to Hammerbun for cheap shovels. Brennan, you haven't had a bath in two days. (laughs) (laughs) But I like being stinky.